1: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast. It debuts right here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com's podcast platform. I thank you for joining me on this Wednesday. That's right, it is hump day, and I honestly don't care that the Steelers are struggling, that they're coming off that horrible win. Talked about that agnosium on Monday's podcast, so check that out, I'm turning the page, I'm turning the page, you as well as fans, we should all be turning the page, there's two weeks left, and again, you might think that there is no hope, you might think that there is, this is a kind of wasted oxygen, wasted time talking about the final two weeks, not for me, for me, I'm going to take advantage of every single game the Steelers have on their schedule, not only because it's my job, but because even though they played so horribly on Sunday, In week 16 against the Kansas City Chiefs, I personally just enjoy having another game on the docket. I enjoy having another chance to talk about an actual game and not these things like team needs and draft position and prospects. And that's all fun. And there's a lot of people that love that. I'm not one of those people. I I enjoy it to an extent. I would much rather be talking about actual football. And so the Pittsburgh Steelers, who still have their playoff hopes alive, I'm going to be all in and invested on these last two games, as should you. Something else you should be doing is checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I hope you've checked it out before in case you're just a podcast listener. I call it your one-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers news and content because I honestly, genuinely do believe that it is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, whether it's breaking news, uh, film rooms, Features, commentary, you name it—we have it Behind behindthesteelcurtain.com. On top of that, our podcast platform—wherever you get your podcast, it does not matter what system service you use. I don't care if it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Pandora. There's others I'm probably that are probably out there I don't even know about. All you have to do is search for Steelers or search behind the steel curtain. You will find us. Subscribe, follow, whatever that platform designates as their term, do it. And for you Spotify listeners out there, for all those Steeler Spotify users, which I am one of them, Spotify just started doing ratings on their podcasts. So when you go to the behind the steel curtain page from Spotify, go underneath, you'll see it says rating. I think we have like 15 ratings so far. Give us a five star. We'd really appreciate it. And if you're an Apple podcast user, do the same. It takes two seconds, literally But it really helps us out in terms of getting our content out there to the masses. We want to grow this platform. We want everyone listening. We want everyone that follows the black and gold to be a member of the Ride or Die crew, which my Ride or Die crew came through big time for the second half of this show. We always do it every Wednesday. The mailbag did not disappoint. Some really good questions. I was previewing some of them before I went live and started recording. But let's talk about these final two games. I kind of teased this at the beginning. I talked about... I'm going to be invested in these final two games, and a lot of you, I know this because I've communicated with you on Twitter or other avenues, and a lot of you have all said the same thing. Like, well, what's the use? Like, Can't the offseason get here soon enough? Can't we take Old Yeller, the Steelers, out behind the shed and put them out of their misery? I'm still invested because I think, and this is the title of this podcast, I think there is tremendous value in the final two games of this dealer season. That's right. I said that, folks. Tremendous value in these final two games. This value that I'm speaking of, by the way, has nothing to do with win and loss. They could go 2-0. They could go 0-2, 1-1. Doesn't matter. There is so much value, in my opinion, in these final two games that every single fan that's out there that considers himself a diehard that considers themselves a, a fan that bleeds Steeler black and gold. You will not miss or, or not, you know, approach these final two games with the, without the same, you know, attention to detail that we would on a normal week. There's a lot of value. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. So first and foremost, I think what everyone's talking about right now in regards to the value, it's the coaching staff. It has to be the coaching staff. Yeah, we're going to get to the players and all those things, but the coaching staff in particular, talk about value. When you have a season that has gone the way this 2021 season has, we're talking peaks and valleys. It's like a roller coaster ride. Ebbs and flows of the season have been so tough to handle. We'll put it that way at times. But when I look at this season, I'm looking at coaches, several coaches who are literally coaching for their professional careers, at least with the Steelers. You're talking about both coordinators. Because I'm not even going to say Mike Tomlin, folks. I really, honest to goodness, if he were to get fired after this season, I will come on here and say that I am the dumbest person on the planet. And that I'll be honest, I never would have predicted that to happen. Could happen, but I don't think it will. But the coordinators, on the other hand, I could actually see the Steelers making a move and getting rid of both of these coordinators. But this is an opportunity for someone like Matt Canada to really put a good plan in place in these final two games against division opponents. One of them's in prime time at home week 17 against Cleveland, put together a good offensive performance. Heck, just put up over 20 points. I'm not asking for 30. I'm asking for 20, put up 20 points, win the football game. R- rinse and repeat for week 18, I'm sorry, week 19. I don't even know what week it is. The final, final week in Baltimore at M&T Bank Stadium. Put together a good performance there, and now all of a sudden the, the Steelers brass, we're talking Art the II, Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, are now thinking, well, maybe, maybe Canada's starting to figure it out a little bit. Same for defensive coordinator Keith Butler. So Keith Butler, I talked about this on Monday, has, has always had a unit that is just riddled with first, second, and third round picks. I mean, day one or day two picks. I mean, they're everywhere. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, that is not the case. Nonetheless, a lot of people always wonder, he's only the product of a really good roster. They have draft well, and it's not his system that is really bringing the best out of these players. Well, this is his opportunity to prove that actually, you know what? I can scheme up a lot of good stuff, even if my players are not we'll say up to snuff. They're not up to the usual grade for the Steelers in terms of who's playing. There's Tyson Aluoglu who's not coming back. Um, Stefan Tuitt is not coming back. So can Keith Butler say, you know what, I'm going to dial up some blitzes that haven't been seen yet this year. I'm going to put my players in position to succeed and maybe i got to make some tough decisions. Maybe I need to start Witherspoon instead of Cam Sutton opposite Joe Hayden. Maybe we move Cam Sutton back into his usual dime role. That's just an example. But maybe this is something that, you know, you look at the defensive coordinator, they could make a move there, and it's up to Keith Butler to prove that he should be staying. Can do that in the last two weeks. I honestly to goodness feel that way. Because a lot of times when these decisions are being made, it's what they remember last. And you want to put a good product out there last. And lastly, you think about the offensive line. Not the line itself, but the offensive line coach. Adrian Clem was given his ability. He said, basically Mike Tomlin said, you can go ahead and go. You're going to leave anyways. Go ahead and go. And Mike Tomlin spoke on Tuesday at his press conference and talked about how the reason why he decided that was he wanted to give these two weeks to Chris Morgan, who's the assistant offensive line coach, who used to be the head offensive line coach for the Atlanta Falcons, give him an opportunity to be the guy. And when you give him that opportunity to be the guy, He's getting like a two week trial run as the offensive line coach for the Steelers do a good job. Do the players respond? Are they performing better? If so, you might just guarantee your spot on the, on the coaching staff next year. If not, the Steelers might be looking out from outside their walls to find a new offensive line coach. So with the coaching staff, tremendous value in these last two weeks. Again, it doesn't matter whether they win or lose. There's still a ton of value there for the players. You talk about the rookies and the young players, and I mean young. I'm I'm referring to the players in the first year, of their in their first NFL contract. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, Kevin Dotson, um, Dan Moore, Kendrick Green. Jukes for is still in his rookie contract, and he's trying to get a second contract with the team. Uh, James Washington, although he'll be a free agent, we'll talk about that shortly. You have an offensive, offensive group that is riddled with young players. This is a very important stretch for them. How do they finish? How do they finish this regular season is going to be very important. Also, pending free agents. I talked about players like James Washington. Juju Smith-Schuster is not on the field, but he's a pending free agent. Uh, Chukwukora for a pending free agent. Ter- Terrell Edmonds, a pending free agent. When you have these players, they're probably sitting there saying, "I'd love to stay. I want to prove that I can. I want to prove that the Steelers should pay me and keep me here. They're the team that drafted me." But can they make a play when they're out there? James Washington's a perfect example. Everyone expected when Juju Smith-Schuster went down. He was going to pick up the load, and he just he hasn't. It's been Ray Ray McLeod. These pending free agents, they have a lot on the table, financially especially, in these next two weeks to really go out there and show something, put something on tape, whether it's for the Steelers or someone else. You might want to give me a chance as a, as a free agent. Someone like Minka Fitzpatrick, even. Minka Fitzpatrick next year is going to be thinking the same way T.J. Watt was this season, and that is... I need to make my money. I want to make my money. So if I want to make my money, I need to prove my worth. Now, I think Minka has done that tenfold, in my opinion. Tenfold. And the reason why I think that is I look at what he's done since he's come over to Pittsburgh from Miami. Well, in the first two years, he was nothing but a ball hawk. The ball just found him. Whether it's fumble recoveries, interceptions, pick sixes. He did it all. But everyone kind of wondered, well, is he just kind of like that center fielder? This year, he's already racked up over 100 tackles. He's been like an extra linebacker, and he's not an oversized safety, folks. I'd say he's more on the undersized side of things when it comes to the size of the safety, but he is showing that he is not scared to hit. He is a very good tackler, and yes, he has made some mistakes, but boy, I tell you what, without him... This defense would be even worse. So Minka Fitzpatrick, is still out, he's still out there to prove himself. He wants that long-term deal. He wants that mega contract, just like TJ Wadcutt, maybe to not to that extent. But he wants to be paid, and that's going to be coming up. And lastly, what about these players on the outside? Players that aren't currently on the Steelers roster, that might be free agents, that the Steelers might be targeting we hear it all the time. Heck, we saw it happen within the walls of the Steelers organization just this past offseason, where you have a player that decides, okay, they have a couple options. They think they're going to go one place, and then they decide last second to go somewhere else. Tyson Aluvalu, prime example, signs a contract in, well, I guess a verbal contract with the Jaguars. He contracts COVID, can't fly, decides all of a sudden he's getting texts from his teammates, his coaches, Decides I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay in Pittsburgh, complete 180. So when you have these players that are thinking about, wow, the Steelers want me, maybe you're a quarterback. Maybe it's a big name quarterback. Maybe you're a receiver. You're probably sitting there thinking, do I want to go to Pittsburgh? Is that where I want to go? Yes. You've heard great things about Mike Tomlin. Everyone talks about Mike Tomlin, How he's such a good coach. He's a personable guy. He cares about you, the individual, as much as he does you, the player. But outside of that, what is there that's intriguing to outside free agents that they would want to come to Pittsburgh? And that sounds sacrilegious because it always used to be that the Steelers were like this unbelievable destination. Oh, my gosh, if you can go to Pittsburgh, it's like a football mecca. Maybe it's not that way, but in the last two weeks, if they can win these games, maybe get into the playoffs, that changes everything. Now they're a team that looks like maybe they've gotten their stuff together. Maybe they're on the rise. Maybe you'll be coming in being a difference maker on a young team that is primed to make a run in the near future. I don't know. Something to think about. And the last one are some intangibles about these last two games. Talking about seeing what the Steelers pride, their heart. The Steeler way, is that still a thing? Is the Steeler way still a thing? Like That's a question that can only be answered on the football field. And so a player's pride, a player's ability to go out there and put it all on the line. Heck, we've seen it from Najee Harris throughout this season. We saw it in Minnesota. You saw it again in Kansas City. There's no quit in that young man. If you could see that across the board, regardless of the result, I can't stress this enough, folks. I am not talking about whether they win these last two games or lose the last two games. It's about them, how they play, what kind of product they're putting out there on the field, and in this case, the intangibles, it's how they're playing. That's what I want to see. You add all that up, folks, you add all that up, the coaches, the players, the intangibles, what you get for me, this is must-watch television. If you are truly invested in the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's must-watch TV. You wouldn't miss these games for the world. It doesn't matter what their record is. It doesn't matter what they did last week. What matters is that these last two games are going to tell us a lot. These last two games, there is a ton of value, a tremendous amount of value. Hope you agree with me, and I hope you get on board, because these last two games, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting. Is it going to be the lead-up to a postseason run, or is it going to be the lead-up to a very, very crazy offseason? We'll find out. But I'll be right back after this break for a little bit of mailbag time. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. I am your host, Jeff Hartman, and this is Let's Ride, and the second segment of every Wednesday, Hump the podcast is The Mailbag. If you don't know how to be a part of The Mailbag, it's simple. Follow me on Twitter, at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T, every Tuesday, you'll see me put out a tweet that says something like, okay, ride or die, crew, time for questions for The Mailbag Podcast, give me those Steelers questions, or you can ask me a question about anything. Below And I always use a gif of Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. I'm going to ride that out to the end of the season, and then I might switch it up. But as for this season, that's the guy I'm going with. So we had a lot of questions. 23, I think, responses to this tweet. So let's get things started with Natty Peveril, our host of the War Room and the Touchdown Unda crew. He says, at what point do you think our star players, especially those with not much left on their contracts, ergo Minka and Deontay Johnson, get fed up with the lack of playoffs and playoff success. Could it affect their want to play for the Steelers as no one likes mediocrity, especially pros? So this is a tough question. It's a very good question. I think there's two parts to this. Number one is money. Money speaks louder than anything with professional athletes, especially in the national football league. So if the Steelers want to give Minka a big deal, he's probably going to take it because he wants that money and he's going to hope that the Steelers can right the ship. Deontay Johnson, on the other hand, has to think about who's going to be the quarterback after Roethlisberger. Do I want to stay for that? That's going to be a determining factor. There's so many layers to this. I don't think it's as cut and dry as success, wins, losses, playoffs, playoff losses, whatever. There's a lot of factors. And I think that the Steelers are going to be able to keep a good majority of the players that they want. Good question, though. Jeremy Betts asks, and he's the host of our Fantasy Football Fix every Wednesday. Make sure you check that out at noon. He says, is the offensive line the main problem on offense in your eyes? Or is it play calling, the quarterback, something else? In my opinion, it's the offensive line, hashtag ride or So, Jeremy, good question. For me, I think the main problem is the offensive line. I'm sorry, you could dial up any number of plays, but if you don't have the line, they go out there and block – whether it's to protect the quarterback or to open up holes, you could have the best design play against that defense and it will mean nothing. Nothing will make a play caller look worse than a crappy offensive line. I think we can all agree right now. The Steelers offensive line is crappy. M dibs 24. He says, questions about the Steelers are beginning to aggravate me. Might want to tune out of this one. M dibs because the mailbag is all questions, but nonetheless he goes on. So who causes more trouble this off season? sir can't mix a lot. He's talking about Le'Veon Bell or Gummy Richards, and he's talking about Antonio Brown. So good, good question. I think that you're going to see Le'Veon Bell in boxing this off season. I think Antonio Brown's going to try to lay low after the latest fiasco with his fake vaccination card. So for me, I'm going to go with Le'Veon Bell. I like that question a lot. Brian Haynes, he asked, Coach Tomlin was asked to give Big Ben the reins for the upcoming game. Do you think that is a bad idea, hashtag ride or die crew? Well, first and foremost, I think personally that this is Ben Roethlisberger's last home game, unless the Steelers somehow win the division and host a playoff game. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. However, I think giving Ben the ability to say, look, if I'm going out, this is how I'm going out, I don't think that's a problem at all. I really don't. Can it get worse? Like That's the question we have to ask right now. Can it get worse than what we've seen from Matt Canada? I don't think it can. So you might as well say, hey, Ben, go for it, man. Let her rip. Let's let her rip. Let's do it. Let's get. If you're going to go out, go out guns blazing. I've said this before. I'll say it again. He's a gunslinger. He calls himself a gunslinger. If you go back to the Wild West, gunslingers didn't go down asking someone else if they can shoot. They went down shooting. So I think that's what they do. British Owen David asks, would you re-sign Juju in the offseason? And do you think the Steelers will re-sign him as we miss him big time on the offense? Hashtag Well, Owen, if I'm Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm going to really explore free agency. And the reason being is that if if the way the Steelers used him the last two years is how they're going to use him if he comes back, I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of being nothing but a slot receiver, getting my getting ear hold every time I catch a pass and never being an actual vertical threat on the field. And so if I'm Juju, I'm going to the Steelers If they approach him and say, Hey, why don't you come back? I'm going to say, well, Hey, how are you going to use me? Because if you're just going to use me the way that you have, I want nothing to do with this place. I'll go and take less somewhere else that they can use me in a way that I feel best suits my talents. And I have no problem with him saying that. And that a lot of that will hinge on the offensive coordinator, the quarterback and things like that. But that's a great question. I don't know if Juju will be back. I would say, no, I don't think he will believe just a little bit more. He continues to change his tune. I love it, but I love it. He says, and for my question this week, I just want to wish you and everyone at behind the steel curtain and the hashtag and the Rider die crew uses the hashtag a happy new year and hope you all have a great 2022. He said, I won't even cheat and ask a second one this time. All my energy into believing hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you very much believers as, as was his original Twitter handle. I hope you have a great 2022. I hope it's happy and healthy and I, I, for everyone out there. Um, I hope that everyone enjoys it. And then he puts a second tweet that says, hopefully this is the Browns fans looking at their offseason Super Bowl championship slip away this week. And it's a, GIF of Shooter McGavin as he watched Happy make the putt that gives him the gold jacket at the very end of Happy Gilmore. Good stuff. Next, Brian Haynes asked another one. He said, Michael Beck, 56. Yes, blue check back. Mr. Verified himself thinks that the playoffs are not going to happen, and if they do, it would be a negative. Do you agree? Hashtag Thank you for the hashtag, Brian. So Michael Beck is a roller coaster ride himself, and I've told him this. If you listen to our Friday shows when he joins me, he literally is all over the map. He's up, he's down. He's up, he's down. He loves the team, he hates the team. This team's good, this team stinks. That's just Michael. It's who he is. And I've come to appreciate it because he brings a different perspective. However, I don't think ever making the playoffs could be a, a negative. People will talk about draft position, and I, I get it. I really do. But I think that when it comes to the experience and the ability to win some games and the Steelers that they've proven anything to me this year, it's that they can steal a game or two. Think about how they won in Buffalo, how they beat Tennessee. They've done these type of things before. It doesn't look like they'll do it right now, but I still think this team is a, it's a roller coaster and maybe you catch them on the upswing and they play good football. I'm never going to turn down a postseason birth. Let me put it that way. MDivs24 asked another one. Has anyone asked Andy Reid or Sean Payton about college jobs yet? (laughs) Oh, he's talking about Mike Tomlin's comment about how when he was asked about the, what job was it? USC is the USC job. He said, is anyone asking Andy Reid or Sean Payton about these jobs? No, not that I'm aware of. Thank you for the question, though. Amendez says, Tomlin commented about handing the keys over to Ben. Any chance they cut Canada loose and just let Ben call the offense the last two games of the regular season? Couldn't be any worse than what we've seen. So I don't think they're going to cut – they're going to fire Matt Canada now. Uh, They might at the end of the season, but they're not going to do it now. It's just not the type of business that they run. And so for me, I think the Steelers are just going to – yeah, you know, They're basically going to take their lumps, if that's what you want to call it, and they're going to get through this season. I think they might give a lot of the uh, onus and the play calling to Roethlisberger in the last two weeks, but ultimately they're not going to get rid of Canada. Not yet, anyways. Brian Haynes asked another one, do you think Tewitt will be able to play for the playoffs? No. No, I don't. There's been absolutely nothing, nothing, that would suggest that Stefan Tewitt's going to come back anytime soon. They, they didn't start his clock in 21-day clock. I mean, think about it. We're two weeks away from the end of the regular season. Whether the Steelers make the playoffs doesn't matter. 21 days, the clock has not started yet. If it hasn't started yet, it's not going to start. He's not playing. That's just the way that I feel. David asks, who do you think would make a bigger impact if plugged in on this current roster? Prime Casey Hampton or prime Marquise Pouncey? That's a tough one because both spots are... Very, very weak at the moment. There's no one to play nose tackle. There's not a good center. I'm still going to have to go on the offense of the ball and say prime Pouncy, And that's, I just think that the offense needs to help more than the defense. And that seems crazy, but it, you're kind of, it's kind of pick your poison, isn't it? Yeah, okay, I could take Pouncy. The defense is still going to stink. Can't stop the run. Or I can take Casey Hampton, big snack. Okay, now you can stop the run. Still can't do anything on offense. It's which way do you want to die? Pick one. Good, good question though. Keith McCray says, "Do we really want the Steelers to make the playoffs?" I say, "Let this team be forgotten and move on to next year." Again, I, I kind of just said this. I, I would want them to be in the playoffs. I would want those young players to get the experience of being in the postseason. I would want free agents to to know that this team, all as bad as it was, still found a way to make the playoffs. I think it helps. It really does. The only place it does not help is draft position, and a lot of fans continue to bring that up. And I get it. I really do. Daily Joint Company, he asks, if you had your way, would you want Matt Canada back for another season with a new quarterback, assuming Ben is done, or would you bring in someone else? If you do want to go for someone new, who would you like to have most? Hashtag rider It's funny, my parents are in town. We're celebrating Christmas with them. They've been in the last few days. My dad was asking me this question the other day. And I, I told him that with Matt Canada and the lack of success that he had as a whole, in 2021 you are going to be going down a very slippery slope if you decide to keep him if they decide to keep him and they start bringing in players quarterbacks uh linemen that are his brand of players and the system never works you're setting yourself up for long-term failure so in my opinion it's becoming more and more obvious for me that you got to cut ties However, I think that Mike Tomlin has kind of hinted at the type of quarterback that he wants. He wants a quarterback that can make plays with both his arm and his legs. He wants a more modern style offense, less of the traditional, more of the modern style RPO. If you're going to keep Matt Canada, or even if you're going to bring in another coordinator that does some of the same things with RPOs, option plays, I personally think that this is what the Steelers should do. And you may laugh at me and that's fine. This is just my opinion. I would go out and see how much it how much it costs to get Marcus Mariota. He's backing up in Las Vegas right now. How much would it cost? Get Marcus Mariota to Pittsburgh. Now you you double down. And what you do is you double down by drafting a quarterback with a very similar skill set. This is something Michael Beck talked about a couple Fridays ago. This is your contingency plan at the quarterback position. So you have maybe it's someone like Ritter. I think he was the Cincinnati quarterback. He's kind of mobile. He has a big arm, but he needs time to develop. And this might be the draft to get that quarterback that could be the future later because he needs to develop. And they're not, they don't have that front-loaded quarterback class in this upcoming draft class. So you get a quarterback that has a similar skill set. Let them sit and watch. And then after a couple years, there's your contingency. You hope that quarterback's ready and you hope you have the guy that is going to be your quarterback for the next decade plus. That's my thought right now. That can change. A lot can change by the end of the season, but right now that's what I'm thinking. I think you could save some money too when you think about not going after a, a Russell Wilson or a Aaron Rodgers. A Marcus Mariota is going to be much more cost effective and allow you to still get some other players at key positions. Good question though. Brittany Shaw says, I am 25 years old, so Big Ben is pretty much the only quarterback that I've ever watched that I can remember. It's going to be very weird not seeing him play anymore. Who was the first player that retired that you remember thinking, wow, it's weird not seeing them playing anymore? So uh, when I think about this, the first player when they retired that I remember thinking like, wow, like that's just weird. It's not Heinz Ward because Heinz Ward had kind of really faded off towards the end of his career. It was James Harrison. When James Harrison retired, now he came out of retirement and he ended up coming back to Pittsburgh. But when he left Cincinnati and retired, I was like, man. Yeah, James Harrison was—he was really, really good. I remember writing the article for the website. I remember looking at highlights, just saying, "This, this guy was in in 2008. He was just untouchable. He was a force to be reckoned with." That was the first guy that I said, "Wow, it's weird not going to see them play anymore." But nothing will change. Nothing will be more significant to me than when Roethlisberger officially says, "I'm done." And we're going to be sitting there thinking, wow, there's going to be a quarterback every single week that's not number seven. Yeah, I know 2019 happened, but we knew number seven was coming back. This will be a different story altogether. Justin Conway asked, Najee Harris is top five in rushing, where do you think his ceiling is when the Steelers fix the line? I think the ceiling is through the flipping roof. The guy's good. He's not a burner, okay? He's not. He's not a guy that's going to just go out there and just outrun people but if you can open up holes in the interior we've seen what he can do this offensive line is trash and he's still making things happen his play has kind of gone a little cringy towards the end of the season but I think that it's it's a combination of a rookie wall I think it's a combination of really bad offensive line a lack of trust if they fix the O-line like you said Justin I think this this young guy this Najee Harris is going to be really good for a really long time Des Proctor says the offense is in a mighty rut. Any chance Tomlin does anything different this week? Ben calling his own plays, no huddle. Defensively, why have the Steelers been lining up regularly with two down linemen when it is obvious they can't stop the run? So, first question I think they have to do something different offensively. You have to. You can't go out and do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. That is the epitome of just stupidity, to be honest. However, when I think about the defense, it's the opposition is running in certain packages that are requiring the Steelers to go into their sub packages. So when you only see two down linemen, minutes because they're throwing out maybe three wide receivers and they're still able to run because the Steelers went light and they're in their nickel or their dime package. It's just the way football works. The Steelers don't have the personnel to match it. And that's why it continues to work over and over and over again but good questions. Hagan says, why does everybody want to be embarrassed in the wild card round? Isn't keeping Tomlin's quote unquote, no losing season record enough already. So yeah, the, the no losing season. There's a lot of folks out there that say that it's time just to be done with it. Like, let's just, let's get a losing season. If that's what it takes and just admit that this season was a failure. I get it. Uh, but like I said, I've said this a lot during this podcast. I think there's some value in making the playoffs, whether you win or lose. Cheeseball says with it remaining under contract through next year, what are some realistic possibilities for his stint with the team? If he if he's gonna play, he's gotta play. But the team has to say, look, Stefan, like if your heart's not in it anymore, that's fine. Then retire. Step away from the game. We just paid you to do nothing. So you gotta step like if you're not gonna play, we're not gonna do the IR dance for an entire season again. They have to be up front. They have to be blunt. I know it's a horrible situation with his brother dying and that hit and run, but still, they have a business to run, and they have to know where he stands. Coach Travis has Claypool in the slot, Washington on the outside, sit Ray Ray, sound good to you. So for me, I I think that if you have Claypool in the slot, DJ on one side, Washington on the other, it's a good three wide receiver for some reason. I don't know what this offense, and maybe it's Roethlisberger, loves Ray Ray McLeod, and because of that, they continue to put him out there It didn't help that Claypool was in the doghouse. I think they could mix it up there a little bit, and I'd love to see Claypool get more time because you might not like the way he acts. He's still a good receiver. Haskins QB2 says, Which linebacker duo would you prefer? A, Lamar Woodley and TJ Watt, or B, James Harrison and Alex Highsmith all in their primes? This is a no-brainer. It's A. You have TJ Watt, the single-season sack record holder for the Steelers, and Lamar Woodley in his prime. You all forget how good Lamar Woodley was when he was with James Harrison. They were incredible. That would be one of the best duo, pass-rushing duos in NFL history in their primes. I hope, I hope people that watch Lamar Woodley remember that. Eamon say, Singh says, assuming we, didn't, we don't make the playoffs, which playoff-bound NFL teams are you excited to watch? Uh, I, I gotta be honest. I, there are certain players. I just can't stand. I don't want to see Kansas city again. I've seen enough of them. Um, there, there's certain players that I, I just can't root for. I wouldn't mind the Colts making a run. Uh, Buffalo, maybe they haven't been there in a while. Not a fan of Josh Allen, but still, I honestly don't care. I, the, I've watched the, the least amount of NFL football this season outside of Pittsburgh games that I have in my entire life. Uh, the, the officiating, the rules, the protocols. It's just, sometimes it's just too much for me. Absolutely too much for me. All right. Katie Schultz says, why is everyone so quick to assume nothing will change this off season? This is new territory for the Steelers. For the most part, if the standard is the standard, then changes will be made. If not, well, I miss Dan Rooney. It's a great point. It's a great point. The new territory in a lot of ways, Katie, it's not just the fact that the Steelers are struggling. It's the fact that they're going to have a lot of salary cap space, they can make more cap space by releasing some players, players like Joe Schobert, maybe even Zach Banner. They've got to make the most of it. They've got to make the most. Like I was telling my dad this this past weekend, I said, you know what? It, it, what scares me about the salary cap space is that everyone's so excited for it and rightfully so, but they've had a lot of swing and, swings and misses in free agency more so than they have had home runs. And they can't swing and miss in this offseason, they just cannot. Brandon, last question, says, okay, so we we can't run the ball consistently. Why don't we put in the run-blocking right tackle to help run the ball? Well, first and foremost, Brandon, it would be help if helpful, I'm assuming you're talking about Zach Banner, it would be helpful if Zach Banner was available. I mean, he wasn't available for the first quarter or so of the season, third of the season. Then all of a sudden he is sick on a week that you think that he's going to be able to play. Then he goes on the reserve COVID list. Still not off that list. He, he's he got to be available. He has to be available. And in the meantime, you're also looking at one of those situations where, I'm like, okay, so he hasn't been able to practice, hasn't been able to play yet, has no continuity with the offensive line. Why would I put him in now? I get that he might be a better run blocker, but at the same time, would he help the team, and would he? would it make matters worse? And it could. It very well could but a good question nonetheless. All right, folks, that does it for me on this Wednesday podcast. I thank you for hanging in there with me. Went a little long. Hope you don't mind. I didn't. I enjoy these Wednesday Q and A's, the mailbags, and they are going to continue, by the way, all off season. This is not just an in-season thing. If you're thinking, wow, I wonder if, you know, maybe this is your first year listening to my podcast. If like, I wonder if Jeff still does these in the off season every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, no matter what. I do them on vacation. I do them whenever all off season on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you will get a let's ride podcast from me as a part of behind the steel and our behind the steel curtain podcast platform, wherever you get your podcast search Steelers, or behind the steel curtain, you will find us and you won't, you, you won't regret it. I'll put it that way. All right, folks, so on Friday, I'm going to have Blue Check back with me to talk about the Steelers game on Monday night. We're going to talk about the NFL slate of games coming up, so make sure you check me out on Friday. I'll also talk about a whole bunch of other stuff, not the keys to victory. That'll be on Monday since they play on Monday night. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up, so make sure you check it out. In the meantime, folks, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. We'll see you on Friday.